0: Hi, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Richard Morin here with you on this Saturday, March seventh. I am actually coming to you from Salt River Fields, uh, up in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, on Diamondbacks coverage today. So don't tell uh, Nick Picoro uh, that I'm taking a little detour to do <laughs> the Locked On Coyotes uh, podcast here, but. Uh, Like I said, uh, you know, we we talked before the Calgary game about how big a game that was. The Coyotes just unable to execute, really, and play a consistent 60 minutes. They played what I thought was a really, really impressive second period, upwards of 20 shots. Um, Unfortunately for the Coyotes, though, they they couldn't sustain it for the whole game. A great start. Taylor Hall scores on the Coyotes' first shot of the game. Um, And I thought Taylor Hall had a great game as well, but uh, the Coyotes just unable to um unable to do what they needed to do really in, in, in a must-win game and this makes when the winnipeg game on monday even more of a must win than it was before i mean if you thought the coyotes had to win that game in calgary guess what now they really have to win this game in winnipeg because they didn't get any help from the out-of-town scores vancouver won winnipeg won Playing, Mind you, teams above them in the standings, the Coyotes also doing that, but they couldn't um, follow that same recipe. So it's not looking great for the Coyotes. It was already a little bit of a long shot to make the playoffs. Now it is looking increasingly unlikely. I would put their odds at probably under 20% right now. They're probably going to need to win something like tw- 10 of their last 12, honestly. Seventy-four points. I think ninety-four gets you in. They need twenty points. You're gonna have to win ten of your last twelve. It's not exactly um, an ideal scenario for a team that just can't seem to find a run. You know, they have this great dramatic win against Vancouver, and for whatever reason, just can't come out and sustain it in Calgary. And now they have to go and face another team right there with them in the standings in the Winnipeg Jets, and that's going to be. The ultimate test, and then they come back for a five-game homestand. And my fear would be that they're going to come back home for this five-game homestand, and not—it's not even going to matter. They're not even going to have a chance to really make hay on that homestand because they fumbled on the road trip, and that was it. Too much separation now, and now you're going to have to win out. You're going to have to—you lose against Winnipeg, you're probably going to have to win eleven of your last eleven games, and at that, that point, you're out of losses. You're out of. You're, you're out of mulligans, you know. You, you said, I said at the 16-game um, mark, the Coyotes are probably going to have to win 12 of their last 16. Well, they've lost a couple games since then, so now you have to win. Um, you're going to have to win, you know, 11 of your last, 10 of your last 12, you know, 11 of your last 13. Like, whatever it is that you're going to, you can't do it. And if you lose again, then you got to win out. you got to win out. You gotta win out. Twelve games left. You gotta win out. You gotta win eleven. You gotta win ten to twelve. If you lose, if you lose against Winnipeg, um you gotta win eleven of eleven, and that seems damn near impossible for this team to do. So, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy for this team. It is certainly looking like there are going to be some tough questions that you know we're going to have to ask John Chike has Some tough questions we're going to have to ask Rick Tockett um, about where it all went wrong. Where. The reasons why a salary cap team that added Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall to a group that finished four points out of the playoffs last season still couldn't make the playoffs in an absolutely wide open Western Conference. There really just is no excuse for it. Um, and like I said, the Kyers are not out of it yet. So we're not, you know, I'm not writing my, my questions down just yet. You know, I'm not. My notebook's not out. My notebook is still closed. I'm not writing down those questions yet. But if they lose in Winnipeg. Um, I'm gonna have to open that notebook and start start writing down those questions for exit day because it's not that far away, and it's it's not looking so hot for the Arizona Coyotes right now. Coming to you on Saturday, the Coyotes are off. Obviously, they're off all weekend. Um, they don't play again until Monday, as I said at Winnipeg. But some games of, uh, of interest for the Coyotes uh, today. Some day games. So some games that will probably already be wrapped up um, by the time you guys hear this. But uh, the Predators visiting the Dallas Stars 2 p.m. Eastern time. The Minnesota Wild visiting the Los Angeles Kings at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I don't really think it matters for the Coyotes, but the uh, Edmonton Oilers hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. 10 p.m eastern time so that don't really think the oilers game matters they're pretty out of reach and honestly so are the calgary flames at this point um but the coy i mean it goes without saying the coyotes need both the predators and the wild to lose really um and uh the wild they're playing the kings who uh, i think the kings have been a little bit better as of late but um i'll tell you what kevin fiala right now is an absolute beast for minnesota and they're they're feeling good um predators coming off a win over the stars just a couple of days ago so It's definitely not what you want. (laughs) It's definitely not what you want for the Coyotes right now. Um, It's not looking good. I I, I polled you guys on Twitter. I wanted to answer your questions today. I know you guys are frustrated um, with the trajectory of where the Coyotes are going this season. Wish I could say that I blame you guys, but I absolutely don't. Um, You know, it frustrates us too, right? Because we you know, we, we cover this team. We're with this team every day. We don't, we don't root for the team, but um, you know, we, we, we want to tell the stories we want to, we want to cover this team. And um, I think, especially when you see the team do so poorly, um, you know, year after year, you, 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 you just want to do something different. Right. And I think when the fan base is engaged, uh, we as uh, journalists are also engaged. So um, we're definitely not immune to that. Obviously I'm, I'm not out here using language like some of you guys who are um, in my mentions uh, on Twitter. So uh, we're going to get to those listener questions right after we take a quick break here on Locked on Coyotes. All right, and welcome back here to the Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Richard Morin with you, coming to you from Salt River Fields in Scottsdale. Believe it or not, I am on uh, Diamondbacks duty today for AZ Central, so uh, uh, don't tell Nick Pecorro that I'm sneaking away to give you guys a little bit of a weekend podcast here. So, hope the audio quality is okay for you guys. Don't have my normal my normal setup here, of course, but I hope this is, uh, is going to work for you guys. Just trying to... The, all these games are so important. I feel like I got to get you guys a podcast like every game because there's just so much to break down, so much to, to get to. And obviously you guys have, have your questions, and, and I'm going to get to those um, right now. I got a lot of listener questions here after the Coyotes uh, falling to the Calgary Flames on Friday. And, and really, what was a must-win game? And I thought Taylor Hall had a great game, like I said, in that game. He had, had the goal in the Coyotes' first shot of the game. I think something like seven or eight shots for Taylor Hall in that game um pack to the playoffs asks i thought it was interesting that in an interview with hall after the game he was asked how to handle these games because you obviously can't live or die due to a win or loss what's your take on the whole situation because i'm sure many yotes fans might call this is dead that's a great question i think that might have been the best question of the bunch um thanks for uh thanks for asking that question at uh, ra more and underscore azc on twitter guys you can uh, participate in these future sessions i usually do them about once a week um, or kind of depending on, on when big news breaks. But uh, to get to your question, yeah, I think, um, I, think, I think it's a great question. I think it's a great question to ask Taylor Hall, too, because I think all of us as sports fans, right, we do live or, live or die with our teams. I grew up in Boston, right? I grew up a, a fan of Boston sports, and um, it's certainly hard not to live and die. And uh, covering the Red Sox out there, I mean, the Red Sox, right, the MLB season's a season that's so long. It's every day. There are games every day. And I'm telling you right now, Red Sox fans live and die with every game. If the Red Sox lose a game, it is like the season's over. Like they lose the game in April and there's no way that they're going anywhere. And, you know, they, they win a game in April and it's like, all right, World Series back on. You know, like that's literally how it is out there. So I've experienced the, the worst of that, I've experienced the, the extremes of that. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the case here. There's like a little sliver of it with Coyotes fans right now, but I don't necessarily blame them because we're in March. The Coyotes kind of are living and dying with every game at this point because the stakes are so high. But again, from a player's perspective, you can't, you can't let that dictate what you do because like there are, uh, there are more games. There is still a mathematical chance you can make it in. Uh, but you really can't lose anymore. I think they can maybe lose one, maybe two games. That's it. Like you can't lose more than that now at this point, and you still have really tough games coming up. So, um, yeah, that that would be my answer to that question. Pack uh, to the playoffs also asks. I also think that even when the, when w- even with a loss, there were a lot of positives to take away from this game, like Hall, Keller, Schmaltz, and Soderberg looking really good. How do you think the Coyotes can build off of this game? Yeah, that's another good question. Um, That's definitely the optimist point of view. It's not to say that every Coyotes player had a bad game. That's certainly not the case. I thought Taylor Hall was really flying, as he usually does in Calgary. I thought Clayton Keller was fine, too. Uh, Nick Schmaltz had a second. Nick Schmaltz and Kyle Soderbergh both were really good in Vancouver. I thought they were both really good again um, in Calgary. Uh, Nick Schmaltz, though, I mean, he he made just. I mean, you guys saw, right? He made this. Unbelievable move to find Cam Talbot's five-hole, but just miscalculated the angle a little bit, and uh, he beat Talbot five-hole with a puck slid just a couple inches off the far post. So uh, I thought, yeah, I thought those guys were good. Just you know, the they couldn't get that that third goal to um, you know to, to earn at least a point in this one. So yeah, definitely. I mean, some positives, but again, I think I think it would be a little bit easier to take something out of this game. If the Coyotes had played a complete 60 minutes and they didn't, they just kind of got inconsistent like they've been a lot of this season. So, uh, Jake Falk writes in uh, asking about uh, Rick Tockett and uh, how he survives the season with the amount of one-goal losses and blown third-period um, leads, which is also a, um, a a stretch of time in which the Coyotes have added Darcy Kemperful Kessel Taylor Hall, Nick Schmaltz, Carl Soderberg, um, Falk writes. It's beyond the common occurrence of rough patches that would be up to the players. That's well worded. I mean, Jake, and I, I, and I see you on Twitter. I mean, you're definitely one of the you're definitely one of the more out, outspoken Coyotes fans, and um, I think I, I definitely you know appreciate you kind of wording your question in a way I could actually use it on the on the podcast. But um, yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, I look. I mean, we've all already reported. John Chaika has said. Rick Tockett is coming back next year. Um, John Schuik is on the record saying that, so certainly wouldn't expect that not to be the case. That would not <laughs> that would not make any sense. Uh, so Rick Tockett will be back next year. It's the final year of his contract. He's going to get one more shot at this thing, but um, yeah, there 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 are some things. I you know I will say, and and I think uh, Tockett's gotten a lot of criticism. Some of it earned, some of it unearned. But the one thing I will say is I am really starting to question some personnel decisions. Um, And I understood at the beginning of the season why Phil Kessel was getting the opportunities that he was getting because he's Phil Kessel, and he's he's done some great things in this league, and Rick Dockett obviously knows him very well. But at the same time, like, why is it happening now? Why is Phil Kessel on the ice for these six-on-fives when – He's giving the puck away, and he's just not making good decisions on the ice. And I thought he was, he was all right in Vancouver. He had some stretches where he was okay, but there are also some stretches and some decisions where I'm like, why is Phil Kessel out there? Why, why, why does Rick Tocci continue to put him in situations over a guy like Connor Garland? And it, it just, you know, it's starting to add up to me where I understood beginning of the season why that was the case because of the track record. But we're in crunch time now, and Phil Kessel just is not, giving it, not getting it done for you. Why does he continue to give these opportunities? I think that's really the fair question. That is, that is kind of the big thing that I'm looking at with Rick talking. You guys had a, a bunch more questions. We're going to get to that after one more final break here on Lockdown On Coyotes. We'll see you guys after this. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to get to the rest of your listener questions here today to close out the, uh, the podcast here on Saturday, March 7th, previewing the uh, Winnipeg Jets game on Monday, the last game of this all-important three-game road trip for the Arizona Coyotes. Shane R. writes in, responding to Jake's tweet, The Hall-Dvorak-Garland line was doing so well, why did he mess with it? Well, that's a good question, but I I don't think that was necessarily an indictment on Garland. If anything, it was it was kind of a uh a re- not a reward, but you know, that's kind of was kind of a compliment, I guess, for Garland because all season long, Connor Garland has really energized any line that he's been on, and the change came was a result of Clayton Keller playing so well that Rick Tockett wanted him to get him out on the top line because he was playing so well. And I do think Hall Dvorak and Keller have been very good together. So you know, why did he mess with it? You know, you want to balance the lines, right? So you want to get Connor Garland down on a line where he's going to you know, Connor Garland's going to be effective anywhere he goes. You want to try to make as many of your lines effective as you can. That's kind of that's how the Coyotes are built. They don't have any superstars on any line, so you need four really good lines. That's the only way you're going to you're going to win a game if you're the Coyotes. So, um I understand your question. Obviously, it was a very, good, very good line, but um, you know, I think they wanted Clayton Keller on that line. I think that's been a uh, success so far. I mean, you saw that play to start the game, right? I Me, mean, Clayton Keller, just that unbelievable pass to Taylor Hall for that shot, um, I and mean, that—that's kind of uh, that's kind of the idea there. Joe writes in, why should I continue to believe in this team? seems like they've always been one step forward, two steps back, ever since I started following them eight years ago. Obviously, I'll be a fan as long as they're in Arizona, but I'm doing some serious soul-searching as a fan right now. Yeah, Joe, I mean, my advice to you would be kind of, um, you know, don't live and die here. I mean, it's, it's looking grim for sure, but don't, uh, it's, not, it's not a death sentence for the Coyotes yet. Uh, They could go on some crazy run and, you know, make all the headlines because they won, you know, 10 of 12 or they won 11 to 12 or, you know, 11 of 11 or 10 to 10 and made the playoffs. And, you know, this crazy, you know, crazy stretch. And then they're in. I mean, then, you know, you wouldn't be doing any soul searching. So, I mean, I would just, you know, save that. I mean, look, if they lose to Winnipeg, you know, we're going to have a different discussion, I think. But, um, yeah, I think that's kind of the case, right? Uh, I understand, uh, definitely where you're coming from. You know, you've you've been around this team longer than I have, right? Uh, I have. I, this is only my third year on the beat. Obviously, I kind of spoke before in the show about how I'm from New England, so I've only been around the team for a few years. So I definitely try to look to you guys. I definitely look to the fans and for the people that have been around the organization for kind of a, a perspective, because I do realize, look, if you've if you've been a team for a fan for eight years, guess how many playoff births you've seen this team make? Zero. Uh, and that's really that's really the problem. And so certainly, Joe, I can understand kind of where you're coming from. Alex writes in, I'm starting to lose hope for the playoffs every day. I really thought this year would be different. Do you think they need a complete retool this offseason? Well, that's kind of a layered question. Um, I'll start with the first part of it. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought this year would be different. It should be different, right? You finished four points out of a playoff spot last year. Nobody thought you had any business being there. You go out and you you reward that group with – what you said would be a difference maker in Phil Kessel, you reward that group that was in first place over the winter with Taylor Hall. and then what happened? I understand you lost Dar- Darcy Kemper and you know you had some goaltending issues, but it's just it just doesn't hold water in this conference. Look at what Vancouver's got in net right now. You're telling me. You, can, you, know, you, you can't you you know, can use that excuse because nobody else is using that excuse. Look, oh, there are a lot of other teams with goaltending issues, and they're right there too. Um, so it just doesn't hold water for me. I mean, Calgary's gotten real suspect goaltending all year, and, and they're, you know, what is it, five points ahead of you? Now, seven points ahead of you? Now, I don't even know what it is. But, like, that's – it just – come on. Like, I understand Darcy Ampers is the best player on your team, but it – it you know, it – it, it, did it harm you? Yeah, it harmed you. But you can't just fall back on it. it. Just it. If they miss the playoffs, it's on the players for lack of execution, and and it's on it's on the coaching staff, and it's on it's on everybody. Everybody's going to get a piece of the blame. Um, and yeah, Alex, I think everybody thought this year would be different, myself included. I predicted the Coyotes to make the playoffs. So certainly, if they don't make the playoffs, so there are going to be some tough questions to ask, and you're trying to get to the the bottom of what happened. Um, to get to the last. Uh to get to the last part of your of your question here. Um do they need a complete retool this offseason? I don't think I don't think they need a complete retool this offseason. I don't think they can. They have too many guys, first of all, signed a long term contract. So you're coming in next year with the core of your team still here, Clayton Keller's still here, Nick Schmaltz still here, Oliver Ekman is still here, um Jacob is still here, Christian is still here, and they're here for another four or five, you know, even up to seven years in Clayton Keller's case, right? So those guys aren't going anywhere. If you miss the playoffs, there's a really good chance you miss out on Taylor Hall. Um, and you're going to have to find out what you're going to do instead of that. I mean, he makes your team significantly worse um, if he's not there, right? So if you don't have Taylor Hall, you're a way worse team. What are you going to do? Do you try to move somebody like Phil Kessel? Do you try to move somebody like Derek Stepon or Alex Galagoski to try to get somebody back? Um I don't think they need to retool. I think there are parts of the roster they need to retool, but not a complete retool. I don't even think they have the option to do that if they wanted to because they've committed so much uh, money and term to so many players. Well, thank you thank you guys so much for writing in. Uh, again, at R.A. Morin underscore A-Z-C on Twitter. I encourage you guys. I do these listener question segments about once a week, um, maybe a little bit more frequently than that as we get down to the stretchers. I want to know what you guys are thinking. I want to be able to – address the topics that are on your guys' mind that's what this is all about this podcast is for you guys so i really do appreciate you guys tuning in we are available anywhere you get your podcast whether you're uh listening on uh, on megaphone you're listening on azcentral.com or apple any uh spotify google play anywhere we are uh, we're available everywhere bringing you guys this podcast like four times a week now we're doing a lot of podcasts at the end of the season so really appreciate you guys tuning in and continuing to stream and download those podcasts even with the increased frequency. Uh, I want to be kind of bringing you guys breakdowns and previews for every single game. So thank you guys again so much, and uh, we'll talk to you after the Winnipeg game.